0: And pulling triggers. This
1: is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny, episode fifty. Today we're going to chat with Lisa Looper from Flashbang Holsters, make a prank call about rules of gun safety, and talk about the Tankfolio Gold Custom. Today's panel is Sean Herron, and I'm Ava Flanell. And
0: I'm pretty sure I just had déjà vu. Why? I don't know. I just feel like we've done this before.
1: Okay. You know, I might've practiced a few times before
0: we started the show. You know what they say about deja vu that sometimes it's not actually that sometimes it's that your left or your right eye sees and processes the scene. the instant before your left or right eye does like one gets it before the other and they, they call that deja vu. Interesting. Yeah. The weird thing is, is deja vu is also a really gross strip club here in Colorado Springs.
1: Yeah. That's what came to mind too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, right. it's fun though. <laughs>
1: The strip club is? Uh, deja Vu. Okay, that's great. If you could just... I think at your age, you should probably just avoid those places. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's talk about
0: manticore arms. Let's talk about manticore arms.
1: So we went shooting the other day. And uh, on my AR, I don't even know what muzzle device I have on there. It's... uh I I can't like I for the life of me I have no idea where I got it from, and it just kind
0: of I hate it. It,
1: Yeah, it doesn't even look great, but it really doesn't function very well. There was quite a bit of recoil and stuff, and then you were showing me the Mandacor Arms, the Night Break, and we actually even made some videos where you were using it and just to show like how flat it causes the gun to shoot.
0: Yeah. It kind of pulls it away from your shoulder and it shoots extremely flat. I was shooting as fast as I possibly could. And you can literally see it's just not moving at all. And the great thing about that is when you're looking through your optic and you have your reticle centered on whatever your target is, is that when you shoot, like it never leaves, it never leaves the target, which is awesome for competition. It's awesome for hunting. It's awesome for self-defense. It's just kind of the best of both worlds. Best part, 5795. And that's before the discount.
1: And if you use the discount code GunFunny15, you'll actually get 15% off.
0: Can't beat the price. Where did I post that? I can't remember.
1: I don't know. I just know that when we were on the range and you recorded it because I could see it, but then I wanted to go back and kind of look at it in slow motion. And it it just goes to show that it actually does work very
0: well. ManticoreArms.com. Don't forget, Bullpup Shoot is coming up very soon, September 15th. Go to BullpupShoot.com for all the info. Come hang out with us, shoot some awesome machine guns, shoot your own guns, check out vendors, have lunch. It's a great day and a great time with some great people. Absolutely. Let's get into the show.
2: Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
0: All right. So welcome to the show, Lisa. It's a pleasure to have you here.
2: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Lisa, what is your company?
2: My company is Flashbang Holsters. We do concealed carry for women.
1: And so tell me, first of all, how did you even get into the industry?
2: (laughs) It was an accident, actually. All through college, I was a manicurist. So total opposite end of the spectrum, doing the girly, girly thing in a salon And I decided that it looked like more fun to work with my family business and do law enforcement sales. That's what they did here in Oklahoma City. And uh, I was working in the showroom and selling stuff to cops. And they said, you have got to carry a gun. And I tried and failed. I couldn't figure out a way to carry that was comfortable or that looked right with my clothes. And so I kind of just figured out, well, I have a little revolver. I'm wearing a bra. What happens if I tuck it up underneath my bra band? And I ended up... Creating a holster line just on accident because I was meeting my own need.
0: Nice. Tell us a little bit about like the prototype. What was the first one? So you, uh, you, first you tucked it up under the broadband, band, but like then you were like, okay, well, let, let's, this isn't safe. Yeah, yeah let's, let's improve this. this. <laughs> so what, what did that prototype look like?
2: Well, I tried, um, several different things. Like we started with leather because that's what we use in our company. We made leather holsters, like the old school honor guard rigs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, couldn't figure out a way to make it draw properly and safely. And I was like, you know, what I really need is basically like an upside down taco shell. It can just pop out the bottom. And, uh, we ended up trying Kydex eventually and that was the winner.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So you, you still do have some leather uh, on there as well, but it's like a, it's an amalgamation of both, right?
2: Right. Exactly. Best of both worlds.
0: Describe to us uh, exactly what, what makes up your holsters these days, like the, the design of them. Uh, for, for someone who hasn't actually seen one or heard of them or, or used one, like explain how they function and how they attach, what they look like, all, all kind of those, those details.
2: Okay. We actually have a whole bunch of different holsters. Um, we have a few that attach to the bra, and those are like that upside-down taco shell I mentioned a minute ago. Um, it just pops down over the top of the gun and covers up the trigger guard so it keeps it safe and then attaches to the bra band, and you carry it there. We have one that goes over on the side of the bra, sort of like a shoulder rig. But, I mean, women, we're already wearing the harness, you know? So you just attach the Marilyn to the bra, which is the existing harness. We do a lot of stuff that goes on the waistband that's just really geared toward women's smaller, curvier frames, and inside and outside the waistband stuff. Very so, cool.
1: how did you come up with a name for your company, Flashbang?
2: <laughs> well, it was kind of a joke. It was because I, you know, I told her I wasn't trying to start a company, but I came up with this holster, and I'm like, well, haha, we should call it the Flashbang because you flash them and then bang, <laughs> and I. Uh, the company name came off of this one holster because I wasn't planning to make any more at the time. Uh-huh.
1: So it's funny. I, uh, sometimes I have Sean help me with my classes if they're fairly large. And yeah. I usually always have him go over holsters because you talk about a product or products for so long. And it's like, I just let him do it. Cause I've, I'm kind of played out on it burnt out. Yeah. So, so am I. And, <laughs> and so it's funny because, uh, there's usually women in my class and Sean's like, well, and then you have this holster, which is called the flashbang holster. And because and, women have that natural shelf, which I think is hilarious how he describes boobs. But he's <laughs> like, you know, women have that natural shelf. So you just kind of, you know, put it right down here and then you flash and then you, you know, pull it out and bang. and And, and so it's funny because he basically says exactly what you just said, hence the the name. It, it is
0: funny because yeah, I had never heard you say that, but that is pretty much exactly how I describe it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: So I have to say, you are one of the few people out there that have really used women, the the shape of our bodies, and really thought outside the box as far as creating a holster that is shaped for for our bodies. Which I have to give you credit for because you know there aren't. I don't think you even have any competitors right now that have created anything that was that was similar. You don't, right? There's no.
2: Uh, well, we've had a few knockoffs over the years, and it's so funny because we don't have to do anything about it. We have this amazing fan base. They're like, oh, "How dare you do that to and Julie and all the Flashbang crew?" And they won't buy it. They get mad about it.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. They should be calling out these companies because I hate <laughs> when a company just you know, or, or when people rip off a company's product. So tell us about the other holsters that you've come up with and how you came up with those names.
2: Well, every time we've come up with a holster, it kind of follows the same process as the flashbang originally. Like someone will come to me and say, hey, I carry a full-size Glock and that won't work in a flashbang. What else could we do? And so it's like, well, we want an answer to all the different problems that we come across. And it's it's nice because it's something obviously that – I'm familiar with, you know, if some if a woman is telling me, hey, I have a specific problem, I wear yoga pants. Oh cool, me too. And it, you know, I can come up with a solution that works for me, maybe it'll work for you too. The the names, those are always the fun part. We name all of our holsters after pinups. It's just that little bit of cheeky, fun, sexy, on top of you know, a functional safe holster. And and it's the fun part to me. I love to go back and look at old school pinups and find cool names.
1: So you mean that there's a pinup of Ava?
2: There is. There's a lot of Ava <laughs> pinups, actually. You can take your choice.
0: Yeah, when well, I'm sitting right next to me.
2: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. I like your little pinup, your little icon. That's pretty cute. Thank you.
0: <laughs> the. Uh, I also noticed that you like cover them in suede. So how important?
1: And that's fairly new because yeah. all of the ones that I've seen were always Kydex. So yeah. this yeah. this is a new – when did it come out and what is it called?
2: Well, the new one, the flash ring is called the teddy, like a teddy bear or, you know, the cheeky version of a teddy. And then, um, the one that clips in the waistband is actually called the Veronica because, you know, Betty and Veronica are friends. You just get to take all this stuff to the next level. It's fun.
0: Yeah, that is fun. And I mean, how important is comfort? Like, I know when Ava shops for clothes, it's like all about. What is the softest possible thing she can wear? Yes.
1: Well, it's as, and- you get, as you get older, when you're younger, you're like, oh, it looks hot. And then as you get older, you're like, well, this material is so soft. I need this shirt because yeah. you don't really care about look as much as the comfort.
2: Exactly. We added that actually because women were requesting it. We kept getting, well, is there anything softer? Plastic doesn't sound like a good idea. I don't want my gun to feel hard. And, you know, whenever you're looking for a soft or something to put against delicate skin, it's got to not be absorbent. That's a big deal to us. We don't want to take a gross, yucky old holster that you put on yesterday and put it back on right under your nose. That's never a good thing. Um, But the suede was just a really good solution for that. It's washable, and it doesn't smell bad, and it's comfortable, and all those good things.
1: And it doesn't stretch or anything like that?
2: No, it doesn't. It's actually glued on whenever the plastic's in a flat layer, and then we mold the suede with the plastic, so the holster gets molded all as one. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it's a neat process.
1: I uh, I forget how many shot shows ago, but you guys had a booth, and you were allowing women to try your product. And yeah. I got to say, when it first came out, I'm like, yeah, that's great, but who wants added weight uh, on their bra? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. As it is, I'm like, I'm pretty... How do you say? Like, I guess
0: she's got a very large shelf. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) she's well shelved. (laughs) Yes. and so I'm like, well, I don't want anything pulling down because, as it is, like I'm in my 30s and gravity is already taking, you know, its toll. So I feel you. So, but when I tried it on a, a shot show, that's actually when it changed my mind because it was comfortable. It didn't feel like it was weighing me down, and it was extremely easy to conceal. And in addition to that, it didn't limit my mobility. So like belly bands and stuff, or even inside the waistband holsters, I just, there's still a part of me that gets nervous. Like if I have to bend all the way down and tie my shoe, I still get nervous about it, even though I know it's not going to cause the gun to go off. Yeah. So, but the one thing that I, so I actually, I ended up, I think there's like a dealer, there's a dealer pack where you can buy one of each and it gives you like a significant, What's the word? Um,
2: like a discount yeah. on the initial package. You're a Flashinista? Yes, I that's am. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, but the one thing that I, that I had a hard time with was the the little like the button. Uh, yeah, the snap. The snap. Oh, the snap yeah.
2: So once my it's gosh, on that there, snap is the devil. But it's for a good reason. It is, and that's
1: what I've told people. So once it's on, it's not going anywhere. There is no way that your gun is going to come off that bra, or your holster is yeah. going to come off that bra. But getting it on and off, and especially if you don't wear the same bra every day, which I don't, and I don't know how some women do it. I change my bra every day, so
0: that sounded a little judgy. Let's let's dial that back a little. <laughs> well, it's bit. like you're going to change your shirt; you should change
1: your bra with it.
0: <laughs> Again, dial it back just a tiny bit before you alienate okay, the people. Okay, Mister,
1: I'm wearing the same shorts for days the in people a row. Who are normal? <laughs> so, is there like a technique to getting that moving, like operating yeah. that button?
2: <laughs> yeah, there is definitely a trick to the safety snap. So when you look inside of the safety snap, you've got the male part, which is attached to the holster, and the female part, or the, like the little cup, that's on mm-hmm. the end of the strap. And there's a little tooth inside of the cup part. So whenever you close it, you have to hook that tooth and then roll it shut, and that way it locks from that direction. And when you open it, you actually get the end of the suede strap and peel it down like a banana. So it's kind of a rolling, uh, peeling motion to open and close.
0: All right. Hmm. Well, next time I do the class, I'm not going to look stupid when I can't do it.
2: I'm <laughs> it's not have so it bad. And, you know, sometimes when they're brand new, they take a while to break in. And normally, if you were talking to, to guys, you know, you'd say put a little WD-40 or some oil in there until it loosens up. But for women, we all have lip gloss on hand. So, you know, pop a little lip gloss inside there and it'll loosen up <laughs> nice. and break in on its own. Huh, that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's uh, good advice. What's the biggest gun that you're aware of someone carrying in uh, one of your flashbang holsters?
2: Well, it's carrying made for specific concealing. models.
0: Uh, concealing.
2: Concealing. Well, Julie and I did a uh, a joke video on April Fool's Day last year where she had a judge or some kind of giant revolver <laughs> in there. But as far as actually carrying a Glock 19, is probably the biggest.
1: And you guys have models for Glock 19s. We do. So what are all the models available for your holsters?
2: Oh, gosh. There's probably about 75 or 85 different models. Um, oh, wow. We try to keep up with what's popular. Like We're just about to add the Taurus Spectrum because we're getting requests for that one. The SIG 365, of course, was huge. All the little blocks. Wow. The so you guys have significantly
1: increased the amount of models that you build your holsters for since I last... I'm pretty sure since I last ordered your holsters... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah, there's a ton of them out
1: there. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was for that many models, which is awesome.
2: It's hard to keep up. I think the gun industry is finally realizing that there's this amazing women's market. I mean, we're half the population. Come on. So they're starting to come out with these great little guns that are built to suit women's hands. And that's awesome, but it's hard to keep up with from a holster manufacturer perspective.
1: Do you think that it's difficult to excel in a male-dominant industry, or do you feel like it gives you an edge on your competitors?
2: Both actually. It is hard to excel in a male dominated industry because we're the underdogs. We're coming in. I mean, I remember I've been doing this for like 15 years now. And so I was a young girl going into the gun industry 15 years ago, back when they still had, you know, shirt painted on booth babes at shot show. And there were times where, you know, I'm the owner of the company or something like that. I'm trying to have a conversation and I just couldn't even get on people's radar there were times whenever someone came over and wanted to interview the designer, of the flash thing. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, how can I help you? And they're like, Oh no, no, we'll wait till the owner comes back. <laughs> it, it, it is hard because of those preconceived notions. And because of, you know, being a little bit behind the times, the gun industry is still a good old boys club and, and it's hard to get respect in that environment. But the flip side is women aren't expected in that environment. So we have this huge market and people are just now starting to catch on that this is a thing. And I love that. I'm glad that the shrink it and pink it thing is over. Cause that was not the answer. But now we've got this market that's wide open because nobody's been looking there. So that makes it a lot easier to be on the women's side of the industry.
0: That's very cool. Hey, we're going to, we're talking to Lisa Looper from flashbang holsters. We're going to take just a quick momentary break while we hear from our good friends at Hackett equipment.
1: So, if you guys follow me on social media or Gun Funny uh, on Instagram, you'll see that I just posted a video of Ken Ross, who's from Athlon Outdoors, and he has uh, the bag from Hackett Equipment. And you can see in this video, he lists all kinds of stuff on the table. I mean, a ton of things. It's not just like, you know, a handful of of objects. And he records himself basically putting each object into the bag. And it's the equivalent of... You know When you go to the circus and you see clowns, they they keep coming out or the going in the car. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, okay. It's going to stop at any second. How many could they possibly pull out of this car or fit into this car? This is how that video
0: is. I just saw one of those the other day. It was like 16 or 20 teenagers in a porta potty.
1: Wow. That sounds exciting. Yeah. I was
0: like, this is the worst clown car ever.
1: <laughs> and I would hate to be one of those teenagers. I want
0: my money back because this circus sucks. <laughs>
1: So, uh, so yeah, just, uh, head on to, if you haven't seen it, head on to gun funny, social media, Facebook and Instagram, and you'll see this video and it's really impressive. And it just goes to show how many objects you can fit in this bag. Like it really is the take one bag to the range type of thing Yeah, instead is, of five different bags and
0: which is what I always had to do.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's definitely a nice bag to have. Go to HackItEquipment.com, and if you use the code GUNFUNNY, you get 10% off.
0: All right. I love it. All right. We're back with Lisa. Now, Lisa, have you ever received any criticism of this? And if so, how do you deal with it?
2: <laughs> yes, I have received a lot of criticism, some from... People in the industry and some from people who've just never seen it before. The industry people used to laugh at us when we would walk into a trade show with our little mannequins and their bras on and all that stuff. And It was funny because it used to be like, oh, there's splash bang, And now it's like, oh, there's splash bang. So that's been kind of fun to recover from in that way. The people that we get criticism from the most are people that just haven't ever seen anything like it and assume incorrectly about it. So like I had a guy the other day. He was in a chat group um, on Facebook and he was like, Oh my gosh, I would never allow my wife to carry in a holster that points at her heart. I'm like, what? How in the world would you point again at your heart and conceal it? Like that doesn't make any sense. Turn on your brain, <laughs> use your eyes.
0: Be like, You're is kidding. that a gun in your, in your bra? Or are you just happy to see me? Like just yeah, exactly. sticking five inches out in the front. That would be awkward. That's like, I think Madonna <laughs> had that in the nineties.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's like, it, once you educate people a little bit, the criticism goes away really quickly. But yeah, it's there. So
1: there, like, I remember a few years ago, there was a lady and she may or may not have been using a flashbang holster, but it was something where she kept the gun in her bra and she ended up shooting herself in the eye or something like that. Yeah. Do you do you remember I, what I'm talking about? It was, yeah, it was like all over that. the news. And as a result, people were like, oh, flashbang holsters, they're dangerous. And I made the argument that it's, like literally, unless you, well, for one, the trigger's not exposed. It's, you know, right. the gun's completely covered up by that shell holster. But, yeah. you know, you'd, with any holster, I mean, you have to practice safety. And if exactly. you, you know, if your reaction is to the minute you grab your gun out of your holster and your finger goes on the trigger, obviously an accident could potentially happen. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't, it had nothing to do with the design of your holster.
2: Right. You know, I did a lot of research on that situation at the time because this, you know, making holsters, this is not a business thing for me. I mean, it is my business, but this is on my conscience. The products that I make could be responsible for people's lives or people's devs. And that's a really big deal to me. I don't ever take the safety part of making holsters lightly. Whenever that happened, I got out one of our holsters and an unloaded firearm that they said that was what was used. And I did everything I could to replicate that scenario. And the only way that I could do it is to pull my gun out of the holster and pull the trigger with my finger. I couldn't get any part of the holster to pull the trigger on accident. Like it just wouldn't happen. And uh, I can say that I definitely have a clear conscience on that. It was, it was really disheartening and discouraging when it happened because everybody associated it with flashbang and the only thing that was ever said was that it was a bra holster and mm-hmm. I had to, at the end of the day, give Julie, my partner, a pat on the back because she's just so good at marketing that when you search for bra holster, the pictures of our stuff is what pops up and so the media just grabbed those pictures and went with it.
0: And it's kind of like that thing, uh, I don't even remember, I was just trying to come up with a term the other day, but it's like a Kleenex is basically synonymous with every tissue ever yeah. made. and
2: And crayon, same thing. Yes, and Mm -hmm. band-aids.
0: Yeah, it's, and I mean, it's surely a sign of your success that every time anyone even thinks about a bra holster, flashbang is is the immediate thing that pops to their mind.
2: It's definitely a compliment when you look
0: at it that way. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, I think any thinking person, they look at the design of your holster and I mean, it's the same as, you know, someone shooting themselves in the leg as they reholster or unholster. It's genuine negligence or just, you know, not paying attention in situations like that.
2: I agree.
1: So what were some of the obstacles that you faced when creating your business?
2: I think that the unknown concept was one of the biggest obstacles. I was definitely a younger business owner trying to get things started. That was hard. I don't think you get a whole lot of respect in life until you get to at least your mid thirties and it's like, okay, you're finally growing up. We can treat you like one. So you know, having a young person with an unknown product definitely was a challenge to get some respect, get some credibility and, and succeed in business. How did you like, well,
1: so you mentioned like when you guys went to gun shows and everybody kind of laughed, how did you handle that criticism?
2: Like a Southern lady, we just smiled and kept our head high and kept on walking.
1: (laughs) Can you just kind of walk us through the process of having your idea and then bringing it to fruition?
2: Gosh, I think that I really lucked out when it comes to building a product. I think a lot of people run into the the problem of not being able to manufacture something. They're looking for a manufacturer. So I really had it it easy on that whenever I started saying, well, I want a holster that's shaped kind of like this and that functions kind of like this. It was just a matter of experimenting with materials until we were able to come up with something. Um, It was really nice to have my own factory that I could run back and use the machinery and equipment and get help from people who knew what they were doing right there. So it was, it wasn't a terribly difficult process for me and I really lucked out on that.
0: What's your favorite advancement in holster technology since you started? Since it started? Yeah, is it like different kinds of clips, different materials, different manufacturing processes?
2: Well, I would say generally speaking that Kydex is probably one of the biggest changes in the holster industry, you know, since the beginning of time, everything's been leather and there's definitely limits to what you can do with leather. But lately, I think the biggest deal for me is an ulti clip. That thing is a game changer.
0: Yeah. Those things, they're another thing that's incredibly, I don't want to say difficult because they're not difficult, but they definitely have some force behind them, which you want when you're talking about being a backflipping FBI agent or something like that. You don't want your holster to come out. (laughs) Yeah. The UltiClip for people who don't know uh, is that from uh, what is it Warfighter? Are they the ones who kind of brought that to market?
2: I don't know who originally put it on a holster. UltiClip is the name of the company too, and the guys that own it are just amazing. I have I can't say enough good things about the company just in general. So but yeah, it's they. I don't know if they started. Selling separately or if they started by putting it with a holster and going from there. I, I haven't researched their company that far back.
0: Yeah, they, they are pretty cool and they really do hold it on. So is this what you like recommend for yoga pants and things that uh, might oh, be yeah. non-standard?
2: Unless you're wearing a belt, the UltiClip is, is the only right answer. Um, and they actually have sent me some prototypes of some new clips that they're coming out with that are even more workable and perfect for women's shapes. So definitely be watching for their new ones here in the next few months.
0: Cool. Yeah. Ava's got a couple holsters in her classroom with that on it. And uh, okay. I've messed with them quite a bit uh, at a couple of events that I've been to, but they are definitely cool and they do hold on really well. They do. They do. What are some, uh, what are some of your favorite things about the firearms industry and just kind of being in the firearms industry?
2: I think the people are my favorite. I love that people in the firearms industry are usually, you know, they're pretty type A. They're go-getters. Um, I, I dislike apathy, and I love people that are, you know, not only do they see what they want, but they go after it. And I think that's really cool. I love that the flashbangs, the, flashbang, the firearms industry in general is such a big family. It may be old fashioned, but in that aspect, it's old fashioned in a great way. I love the way that everybody just welcomes people in and takes care of us, and you know, we all take care of each other. And I love that.
0: What would say? What are some of the things that dishearten you about the, the firearms industry?
2: It's disheartening to see businesses struggling against difficult to follow regulations. For me, you know, since I'm not building guns or anything, I think the biggest thing that that's struggle for us in that regard is um, insurance. You know, anybody can turn around and sue a holster manufacturer if something goes wrong in their life with their gun and you have to really be prepared for that. So I think it's disheartening to see all this all the infrastructure that's in place that, that firearms industry businesses have to work around.
0: Hmm. That's actually something I don't think about as much. Totally. That is super important, but I think people just generally don't even consider the the loops that people have to jump through in this industry. And then just the the final part of this three-part question is, what are you excited about for the future in the firearms industry?
2: All the room it has to grow. Um, Things that have been a catalog or a place that you visit for so long have the the opportunity to jump online now, um, to go digital, to, to be involved in social media. I love seeing all these gun companies start to get on board with social media. Um, there's just a whole lot of amazing things that we can do with technology in general, manufacturing technology too. So there's, there's just a lot of room for growth and I'm excited for that.
1: How has your company grown since its first design and what are your future plans
2: well when i took the flashbang to i believe it was nra in 2011 it was the first time that i had taken it to a trade show and i remember very distinctly being super excited because i sold 42 holsters the whole time i was at nra and now we sell 10 times that every week i mean it just We've grown so much, and, and that's been really awesome. Um, when I started the company, it was obviously not a company. It didn't need to be. Selling 42 holsters doesn't make you your own business. And Flashbang has been able to grow and evolve to the point where it's its own freestanding business now um, with a separate manufacturing facility, all of its own. And so that's pretty cool.
1: What would you say your most popular product on the market is now?
2: Gosh, it's a toss-up right now between the original Flashbang, the Flashbang Teddy with the suede on the outside, and our new Betty 2.0 that incorporates that ulti clip we discussed a little bit ago.
1: And that is the, just, is it like inside the waistband?
2: Yeah, it's a little bitty, like very low profile inside the waistband. So it basically just covers up the most important parts of the gun, keeps it safe, and then it's got that ulti clip on it. And with those things having that like suspender clip, fastener on there, you just lock it under your waistband and go. It's a great holster.
1: Very
0: nice. Is the flashbang a possibility for women that might have a smaller shelf?
2: Yes. Um we actually did a video on YouTube recently about different shelf sizes and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and talked about ways that you can work with your body. So I mean maybe I can't carry a Glock 19, maybe Julie can but if I wear a patterned blouse or maybe throw a necklace or a scarf on, it's amazing how much just that little bit of, I don't know, a distraction to your eye changes the ability to conceal.
0: It's funny because I always think about, I think in general, most people aren't very aware of what's going on around them. Like, for example, I've been at Walmart oh. with a, with people many, many times and said, oh, did you see that guy carrying a high point? And they're like, what? I was like, he was literally open carrying next to you in line for 17 minutes. And people just don't understand. And I say that people don't pay any attention to anyone else that's around them unless, unless they either want to F them or fight them. And yeah. <laughs> F them. Yeah. I'm just trying to be nice. And I think that's generally true. But as women, I think you guys are definitely, uh, objectified a little bit more. So do you think that as a woman that people notice if something's kind of out of place or a little bit off in your, in your dress or, or just the, kind of the way you walk or, Whatever it happens to be because you're carrying a gun, or am I just maybe over overthinking that a bit?
2: No, they do notice. I think symmetry is a big deal. I mean, like on a guy, if he has a a long, straight gun on his long straight side, he's still got two long straight sides. Mm -hmm. On a girl, if you have a half hourglass and a half ruler, like that's really noticeable. Same thing like, you know, if you carry behind your back the curve of your hip, people look there and they see that blockiness. But I think that's part of why I do like the flashbang is because it does provide that symmetry it's you know smack in the middle so I don't have to worry about that the other thing is if I catch somebody staring at my bust oh my gosh I'm gonna slap them
0: <laughs> right exactly which I think is pretty awesome as well sorry oh no no problem I, uh, turn everything
2: off. Uh-huh.
0: I do love the personality of it I love the fact that flashbang is exactly what I thought it was that you know you flash and then bang it's it's a clever name. <laughs> The names of the products are fun, and it just seems like you guys have a pretty good company culture going on there. How important is that to you, as far as company culture goes? And you know, what is the most important thing for the people that work for you and yourselves?
2: It is definitely awesome. Like we have the greatest group of people. I'm I'm scared of the day that I'll ever need to hire somebody else because I don't want to mess up our awesome you know flow here. But uh, for us, family is the most important. We are. We're family people. We're moms. We have stuff come up that we need flexible schedules, and it's nice to be able to support that. Like we all work together to cover for each other. I'm I'm about to head to Colorado tomorrow, and Julie and Pat are already stepping up, working overtime to make sure that I'm happy and relaxed while I'm gone. And it's just—it's a great dynamic. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it sounds awesome.
1: All right, so listeners who want to find you, what is your website, social media, all that good stuff?
2: Our website is flashbangstore.com. And we're on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. If you just search for Flashbang Holsters, it'll pop right up.
1: Fantastic. All right. So I know you mentioned before the show that you couldn't stick around with us. I know you're getting ready for your trip. So uh, no biggie. You know, you just won't be able to hear Sean embarrass himself. But hey, I'm sure that's fine with Sean with the <laughs> prank
0: call. I, I always do it. I've been talking about shelves this whole episode. So, I mean, at this point, I think I'm immune to being embarrassed. Um,
1: I think we're going to have to totally. name... I think we're going to have to name the episode shelves. Shelves,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and really appreciate what you're doing and for women in the industry
0: and keep up the good work.
2: Thank you, Ava. I appreciate you making the time. I had fun. Good. I'm De- definitely glad. a
0: blast. And we'll, we'll keep an eye out for you at all the events that, uh, that we see you guys at usually.
2: Awesome, Sean. Thank you.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for being here.
2: All right. Bye.
0: All right. That that was fun. I got to say shelving a whole lot. and
2: (laughs) I've never used that phrase before. I liked
0: it. It's awesome. I mean, it it conveys my message extremely well, so I think it's good.
2: Right? I always say gun rack.
1: (laughs) Gun rack.
0: I love it. All right. (laughs) Ava, we're going to talk about Matador Arms real quick, right?
1: That is correct. All right, so Matador Arms. Uh, let's talk about their SKS products, which is pretty much what they started with, and they've they've really kind of, sort of changed the whole aspect of like your typical SKS. You know, like that wooden furniture, uh, old gun. So they've come out with some products that you could really kind of up your game with. I was just on GunBroker, kind of looking to get an idea of what the typical SKS goes for nowadays which they've gone up a little bit in price but on average uh if you're looking to buy one right now it's about five hundred dollars but what makes what would you so if you had an sks why would you for one why would you want to own one
0: so i actually had one for a while uh it was it was definitely fun when i took it to the range it was accurate and i know that sounds crazy but it was shooting 762 by 39 so basically the same as an ak or not basically the same as an ak uh, but it was still shooting really accurate. It was fun. It was kind of one of those old millserp type things that you can get and you can either keep it and enhance its original state or you can totally sporterize it out and, you know, make it cool and tactical and fun and all that stuff. And I think that that's, I think both things are actually fun to do. Um, I was definitely excited to, to see and, and shoot things that had the Matador arms saber tooth chassis. And, In uh, addition
1: to that, ammo is really inexpensive. Cheap. Yeah. As opposed to, like, uh, ARMO and stuff like that. I mean, you can yeah. buy it in bulk, 760 by 39. You could buy it in bulk for, uh, I mean, quite a bit for a pretty affordable price. So, yeah, Matador yeah. Arms, they make a bunch of SKS products. Uh, you can change out the entire wood furniture and replace it with a Matador Arms chassis. And they have a lot of other accessories that will go along with that. If you guys want to check them out they're at matadorarms.com and if you use the coupon code gunfunny10 that gets you 10 percent off
0: all right i love it and they also sponsor our prank call segment they apparently love this which has made my life better and enriched it in ways that i never knew possible <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to matador arms for sponsoring the prank calls this week malcolm has some questions about gun safety <phone rings>
1: It's time for Prank calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey!
0: Uh, Yes, hello, my name is Malcolm and I was looking online to find uh, some rules for shooting and uh, I can't really find any. There's just like so much conflicting info. Are there some simple rules that I should know before I take my gun out into the swamp?
2: Um, really, when you take your gun, it should be unloaded. Um, no steel core ammo. That's that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and th- these are these are the rules that just everyone goes by because I keep seeing something about four rules or something like that. Of what? So four rules. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I know some. I know some places have different rules okay there's no like universal rules that i should follow and just you know like a don't point the gun at your face <laughs> b don't point the gun at your wife's face unless she's being a bitch that day or something <laughs> you know there's like no rules like that i mean th- those are the common sense rules <laughs> well it wouldn't uh, be so I common if it's... you knew my wife <laughs> um really i think usually it's if yeah, let's say your gun gets
1: jammed, you would usually leave it pointing downrange and, and you'd get whoever is uh whoever is
2: supervising the, the lane okay. to help. All so right,
0: that you can do it yourself. All right, that sounds great. So what I've got so far, the, the three rules of gun safety, we got uh keep your gun unloaded, uh no steel core ammo and if your gun gets jammed, point it downrange and hope for help. Yeah. All right, that'll <laughs> do. I I feel much safer already. Thank you so much, sir. Okay. I hate to say
1: this, but what an idiot!
0: Uh, dude, what? Okay, first off,
1: <laughs> no steel core ammo. Oh, okay, that's a that's a great safety. Yeah,
0: keep your gun unloaded. Uh, first rule of gun safety. Okay, cool. And the first rule of car safety is never put gas in your car. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do a whole series of these, and I can't wait because this one went so well. I just can't wait to see what other people say.
1: I know. Hopefully, there are people out there that just know the typical four safety rules of handling
0: a gun. And if not, we're gonna have some fun with it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, the three rules of gun safety, guys. Don't forget, keep your gun unloaded. No steel core ammo. <laughs> which that is that's legit gun safety right there. And uh yeah, if if you have a malfunction, point it downrange and hope that someone shows up to help.
1: Not to mention, did Malcolm say that he was gonna go shoot into a swamp? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that no safety issues there.
0: No. No. Watch <laughs> out for gators would have been a good one. Or uh I actually I'm not I don't want to criticize because I'm not sure that I could even recite the four rules of gun safety, even though I should know it backwards and forwards because I've said it like 10,000 times. So it's keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Uh, and they may be out of order here. Uh Know your target and will lies beyond it.
1: Always assume every gun's loaded.
0: Always assume every gun is lo- loaded. And let's see. What's the last one? Uh Keep your gun unloaded until ready to use. Yeah. And what else?
1: Don't point your gun at anything you're not willing to
0: destroy. That. And also no steel core ammo. Yeah. I think we got it. All right, cool. I think we're all over this. Yep. I'm going to like immediately leave the show and go brush up on my fireworks (laughs) again. Let's
1: talk about our friends at Palmer 80.
0: (laughs) Let's do that.
1: So I was on their website. Have you checked out their fluted barrels? I have. I have, in fact, they're, uh, they're pretty nice looking. And so they have the, the fluted barrels for the, Right now it looks like uh in stock it's for the nineteen and the seventeen. And uh really they're they're pretty competitively priced. So just like a standard nineteen barrel, you know, black, not fluted. There's no, you know, it's not threaded, it's one sixty five. But then if you decide that you want the fluted, it is one seventy five. And then if you want the fluted and the threaded, it's uh two hundred and five
0: dollars. And if you want fluted, threaded and T I encoded 225. So yeah. I mean, the the sky's the limit starting out at 165. That is awesome. The barrels are great. I actually don't have a fluted barrel. I don't It'd be kind of nice to because I,
1: I do like the the design of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fluting, not only is it aesthetically pleasing, especially if you have ports in your slide or something like that, but it also, it, it's a lightening thing. It lightens and takes weight off of the barrels, so that your gun can be a little bit uh, snappier, I guess would be the key for that. But no, I mean like carrying a gun every single day, it's a pain in the butt. We, we do a lot of things to lighten the load and, you know, this is just an extra ounce or even a couple ounces kind of that you can take off of one of the heaviest components in your firearm. It all adds up. It all adds up. Pounds equal pain is what, uh, the pie hitters like to say. <laughs> all
1: right, guys, go to polymer80.com
0: and check them out. Do that immediately and tell Alex that we said hello. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it, hate it. Find out now.
1: I asked the patreons what kind of gear they would like us to talk about, and they, they one said of the flashlights, patrons- yeah, flashlights yeah, you know those jokers,
0: yeah, they're just silly jokers,,
1: but one of the I don't know prolific one of the smarter suggestions, oh okay. They said that they wanted me to talk about my Tankfolio gold custom, which I do have. Funny story how I got it. My dad decided to buy one maybe because he was, uh, I would say, m- what, midlife crisis, but he's not really midlife. He's more towards like... He old AF. Yeah. He, he's in his 70s. So he bought it. He doesn't shoot competitively or anything like that. I don't know what he was thinking. and. One day, I think we were out for breakfast and he's like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking buying that gun. And so he asked if I wanted to buy it. He threw a number, which was like under a $1,000. I just so happened to have the cash on me because I was baller AF back then. Yep. <laughs> now I have some change in my purse. And uh so I called his bluff because I think he was bu- bluffing. So I happened to have the money on me and I bought it. Dang. The yeah. only thing is, so here's some downsides of it. Because he's old. Sorry dad.
0: Dang, that's mean.
1: But because he's all about
0: that old life. Dang. He, he
1: bought it in a 45 AARP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you've, so, you've been itching all day to use that.
1: I, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I like the gun. It actually shoots really well. Like you wouldn't really know that you're shooting a 45. It shoots more like a nine, but I'm not a big fan of 45. And especially if I'm going to be shooting a lot, 45 is much more expensive than nine. So I wish that it did come in nine or, you know, maybe, maybe down the road, maybe I'll sell it, but let me tell you guys about this gun. So it's single action. It was, it's actually called the gold custom Eric 2007. It was Eric Groffel's gun. Groffel. I've never even heard of that guy.
0: Honestly. Have you? Uh, I think he was in that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger Rambo.
1: Okay. <laughs> Apparently he won like five matches with this gun.
0: No, no, I'm sorry. I think we're not giving that its proper credence. He won five times in a row the title of world and European champion. Okay. Not five matches in a row, five world titles in a row.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: S- still think he was great in the Terminator.
1: So it's chrome finished, uh chrome steel with silver aluminum parts. So the entire thing is pretty blingy. After I shot it a few times, it's kind of a bitch to clean because you can see the dirt because it's so freaking shiny. So you can see like gunpowder and, and all of that after you shoot it. Ported yeah. barrel, ported slide. It has a two chamber com- compensator, aluminum grips, magazine swell, or I'm sorry, magazine well, and then the uh, slide racker, which makes it pretty easy to
0: operate. And it's that, this thing is like the open gun to end all open guns. Everything that it can be done to lighten it. And decrease the recoil and make it as flat shooting as possible it has been done. It's got the side mounted red dot that's sideways over the slide. Doesn't re- reciprocate with the slide. It's actually mounted to the frame and then the slide reciprocates under it. This is when you see the dudes wearing the jerseys at the matches and they roll up in a friggin' Jaguar. This is the gun that they have.
1: Did you know that the trigger travel can actually be adjusted using the
0: the screw in the trigger? Did you know that these things go for four grand?
1: Oh my goodness, I'm selling it.
0: That's without the optic. Are you kidding me? No.
1: This whole time, I could have been paying my bills with if I sold this stupid gun.
0: Yeah, instead of selling other things to pay your bills. (laughs) So
1: I definitely Jewed my dad. Sorry, Dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he got out Jewed by a master Jew. That's all I'm going to say right now.
1: (laughs) I mean, he raised one well. That's what I'll say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, although with 45 ACP, I'm not sure that you'd be able to get four grand for it. Yeah. You'd get 45 grand for it. Get it? Never mind. That was a bad joke.
1: All right. Well, anyways, if you guys want to check it out, uh, just visit uh, Tang Foglio's uh, website. It's called the Gold Gu- Gold Custom.
0: and Eric. Uh, the Gold Custom Eric 2007. It's
1: definitely a pretty gun. I'll give it that.
0: It is pretty. Um, I've never shot it. Yes, you have. I have?
1: Yeah, we were at the range with Kevin Travis.
0: I remember being there, but I don't remember shooting it.
1: Yeah, everyone shot it and everybody commented on, you know, how well it shoots and that it doesn't
0: shoot like a 45. I actually, now I want to go shoot it again. Can I shoot it again?
1: Yeah, sure. Why okay, not? cool. I'm, I'm what not, else am I going to do with it? I'm not
0: cleaning it though. I just want you to know this. You're going to clean it. I'm not going to freaking clean it. Uh, speaking of cleaning things, uh, iTunes reviews.
1: Yeah, cause those correlate.
0: <laughs> no, they do because they're <laughs> always dirty. Because they're always making fun of me, and I don't like it.
1: All right, read the reviews.
0: Well, first off, I want to ask people. I want to do an ask, as it's called in the, in the biz. I want to do an ask, and I just ask that you go out and leave us an iTunes review or a Facebook review about the show. It helps people make decisions. So let me let me just say this right now: if, you, if you're going to go out and you're going to search for a podcast about banner making, and you find one, and you're like, I don't know if this is the right podcast for me. The the cover art isn't that cool. It's just some bunny making a banner in a factory. Then you start to read the reviews and the reviews are like, oh yeah, no, this is the best banner making podcast that I've ever heard. Then you subscribe. And I think that that that's why we want you to do it. It helps people decide may not help people find it, but it helps people decide to listen to it. Moving on. Uncle Remus. Oh, that's racist. Says five stars. Great show. It's difficult to find a gun related podcast. That's not boring AF. I love the prank calls as I'm a child of the eighties and own every jerky boys cassette. Ava's cartoon image with the bunny ears is oddly hot, however not sure about her in real life. Aww. Sean is okay on podcasts, but is great at recognizing what content is interesting and keeps it fun. Keep up the good work. I'm sick of all these motherfuckers throwing shade on me.
1: Actually, he, that was probably the most complimentative review. O-
0: okay on podcasts?
1: Alright, what's the next one? I'm
0: a little better than okay, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, call Brer Rabbit and tell him that you're stuck in the top hit, Uncle Remus. <laughs> Tripod4011 says five stars. Listening to this right meow. While traveling for work, I came across this wonderful ear candy. I'm working my way through each episode and haven't heard anything not worth listening to at least twice. Time to be a Patreon to keep this going. Sorry to make you read this long review, y'all.
1: Alright, you know what? Since we're, I'm going back to giving away some swag to people who take the time to write us a review. So uh, tripod 4011, contact me and we're going to send you out some swag. Dang. Yeah. Contact me on whatever, on uh, our social media, Instagram or Facebook. You're giving away too much.
0: There's, it's, there's no such thing. You're just giving away too, you're giving away the whole farm. Why are they going to buy the milk if they get the cow for free?
1: <laughs> All right, guys. So if uh, you can't get enough of us, go to gunfundy.com.
0: I just Are want everyone done? to know.
1: Hey, that's cool. So now you can you can do the closing statement.
0: No, so uh, there's supposed to be music right there, and I was just getting took, ready to, I was getting ready to play long. it, and she started talking. But no, I will not be outdone. I will play the music in the middle of what she's saying. That's because you took too long. So she go ahead, wrap up. Wrap the up for us. Dirtiest look that I've ever seen in my whole life. But earlier she punched me too. So help, please send help. All right, guys. Look, if you can't get enough of my dulcet tones, and uh, you know me being okay on a podcast. And you can't get enough of Ava being a, a jerk and punching me and giving me dirty looks. <laughs> <laughs> then you can find us all over the place. You can find us in our Patreon group. You can find us in, on Facebook and all the other social media. You can find us on our website, GunFunny.com. You can find us on Firearms Radio Network, FirearmsRadio.tv. What,
1: what if people can't oh, get now, enough
0: of us? Now you're going to interrupt. All right. Well, if they can't get enough of us and they want to see more behind the scenes stuff and fun stuff that we do, you can become a Patreon and get access to our Patreon-only Facebook group, and uh, that is actually a lot of fun. There's always constantly videos being posted of whatever we're up to day-to-day and just our daily lives and stuff like that, which is surprisingly funny because we eat Tide Pods and drive throughs and things like that. Um, and that's all available in that Facebook uh, group for and, Patreon. And
1: that's just for a dollar pledge. Yeah. If you want to pledge more than that. Depending they- on your level, you can get access to our monthly raffle.
0: Uh we, you know, we raffle off cool prizes every month. Oh, we're giving away an ATI outdoors fifteen inch handguard this month as soon as we hit what is it? Uh fifty Patreons. hmm That's correct.
1: So yep. and we're we're actually pretty close to that. So become a Patreon and that enters your name into one of fifty to win a fifteen inch ATI outdoors handguard. You also will get access to a limited edition t-shirt, shout out on the show, and even an opportunity to be a guest on the show. Right now, we have two $25 Patreons. I want to say a special thanks to Corbin Bonafide, an Iraq veteran 8888. How many now, eights? Four eights. Also right now, our king of the Patreon is still Adam Balzar. Balzar. And, yep, he's from Charger Arms.
0: Charger Arms.
1: Adam is a factory certified Syracuse applicator, applicator, dealer of silencers, silencers, SBRs, and machine guns. And he wants to give a pro tip. On humid days, gold bond powder is your best friend. It also doubles as llama lube.
0: You can visit patreon.com slash gunfunny, become a patreon today, get access to all that cool stuff. And, uh, you know, you could take the, the title away from Adam Balser. It's open to anybody, whoever wants to become the king and, uh, do the things that kings do.
1: I think you just have to pledge $53 a month in order to top his pledge. That's easy. All right guys, another thing, uh all of our patrons, because of you, you have helped us to be able to afford an editor. Um. And that editor is Kenny Ortega. He now is going to be editing our podcast to give you guys the best content and that way you don't have to hear me, you know, stutter, say um all that stuff. So, thank you Kenny Ortega. We greatly appreciate it. And patrons, thank you so much because of your pledge We now have an editor.
0: And it helps, definitely. So if you want to keep help improving the show and helping us do what we do, we would appreciate it.
1: All right. Also, shout out to Lisa Looper from Flashbang Holsters. We appreciate you. And uh, keep up the good work. Until next week, we'll see you guys later.
0: Bye-bye. Want to send feedback, suggest a place to prank call, tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.